no, you need to stop. I need to tell you something. I said, oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. And he, he said, today the AFP has come to our house and they have arrested me and charged me for being in the possession of having child abuse material. Oh my God. things to be with Karen Taylor. I'm here today with my friend Renee. Um, Renee and I met uh, five years ago, we just established, um, at Best in the West, uh, which is a competition, a strong woman competition that Joe Gregan ran. And um, I met you and Hayley there. And we basically just kept in touch with social media friends ever since then. And I got to watch you go through um, a lot of stuff um, and just, yeah. And then I found out as the podcast came out um, that there's actually quite a lot more to your story. And I really wanted to um, share that and give you a platform and an opportunity to share your story as well. So welcome. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I've really enjoyed following your podcast and the kind of topics you talk about. Um, and I'm really excited to kind of talk about that and explore that a little bit more with you today. Yeah, thank you. No, it's so cool. And um, yeah, it's just, it's actually been really cool because the podcast has brought so many stories into my sphere that I would just never have expected. And even the way that you carry yourself and hold yourself, I would just never have expected that, you know, you've gone through what you've gone through. And um, I guess as a starting point, um, let's talk about that. So um, you have went through a very very hectic breakup yeah well, can, yeah. We call, can we call it that <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely uh yeah hectic hectic breakup that that's that's probably um that's probably a great a great term and and for people who don't know me i'm um ms uh velvet sledgehammer on instagram if you don't know my real name um but yeah so about this time last year actually a little bit before february 2020 yeah. Um, to give you, I actually want to start at the sort of peak and then maybe Absolutely. go. Sort of, so Absolutely. It's your, it, this is your time, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, love. Thank Welcome. you. Um, and, and it sounds, it's, it's actually, it's actually quite weird to sound so jovial because it's, it was probably part of the, 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 probably the darkest shit of my time, but basically yeah. I'm going to start and say, uh, my ex-partner has now been sentenced to a prison sentence because he was found with having child abuse material on his computer, which he had in a house that we shared. So how, how do we get there? Um, and how, yeah. how do we get sort of, how do we get from that shit show to, to where I am now? So I won't say his name. Um, yeah. he, he, he doesn't deserve to have a name. No. Uh, I would just say my ex-partner. So my yeah. ex-partner and I were together uh, we were together for three years yeah. and we kind of had a pretty interesting relationship. Um, we actually met at a strongman competition. So we had that kind of community in common. We had a lot of friends in common. We had that as a passion in common. And as a support person, he was really good because he understood the intense training schedule and, and your self-care and you understand like the, not only the training schedule, but how much of a monster bitch you turn into when you've got to cut oh, weight. Absolutely. And, yep. Monster bitch is a great term. <laughs> and, and, and the levels that you kind of, um, that you kind of go to there. Yeah. Um, so he, he the was commi the, commi the commitment side of like actually being a competitor and, and getting good at being yes. a strong woman. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and so you need someone supportive in your life. Yeah. Um, 
like to kind of, you know, to, to be there, but also not to try and interfere with you going to the gym and that kind of thing. So he was always that for me. And so we had a really sort of interesting relationship in that um, he was really supportive with strongman and that kind of thing. We were always, I thought we were always super open and super honest with each other. We had these really big, big vulnerable conversations, which for me was kind of new to actually have a man that could talk about those kinds of big things. Yeah. Um, he, he shared his story about um, he was uh, abused as a child and he was, um, he had pe periods of homelessness. Yeah. And I... I think the people who know me and I know this to probably a fault is I have a big heart yeah. and I try to, I try to look after people yeah. and in some circumstances and definitely this one, I try to fix them. Fix them. Yeah. Mm. Oh mate, I hear you. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> preaching to the choir over here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, so, all about what it's like. Yeah. When you're trying to be that support person for somebody else, because you, you know, you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe you've gone through that. And it's like, uh, you know, I just want to make, everything better for you yeah exactly yeah. Mm. and so like i mean that's definitely something about my personality i've explored now but at the time it was like gold it was like you know heroin to me just being like yeah. this is so broken and i'm gonna do everything i can and, and every little milestone that he he has it's it's because of the hard work that i've put into him yeah, so yeah. i realized that that's not a healthy way now and through some therapy i've, I've realized that yeah. but at the time you you kind of you kind of accept things so you get so lost you get so lost in it don't you because like it becomes like your other job and it's like if you're not actually doing your job your second job is pretty much like looking after your partner and thinking about them and worrying about how they're mm. doing and you do you get really really caught up in that whole cycle and you can't see it you know that it's like something's not right and it's unhealthy but you can't seem to get yourself out of it like when you're in it it's so hard Exactly. And it's that, it's that frog in the pot analogy that you're in. Like you kind of like, if you look at it retrospectively and you're like, Whoa, yeah. what the fuck? What the yeah, fuck literally. Doing? What was I doing? But yeah. Little things like little temperature increases now and then. So, you know, Oh, okay. So, you know, you've got some erectile dysfunction problems. That's okay. We're going to work through this. Oh, you've got a porn addiction. That's okay. We're going to work through this. Oh, you've lost your first job, your second job, your third job, your fifth job. Oh, you can't pay rent. That's okay. I'll pay rent. So you kind of notice yeah. like you just, you just, everything is just like, Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm. So it's the slow buildup of it. Hey, because that's the thing with abusive relationships. A lot of the time is most people will say like, why can't you just leave? And it's like, because it didn't just happen like this overnight. It's those slow little things that happen. And you're like, Oh, this poor person, like they've been through so much. And then, you know, and the more, and by the time you realize who they really are, you're in love with them. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's exactly right. So I would have maybe moments of sanity where I'd wake up and say, you know what, actually, I can't do this anymore. And I would go to him and say, look, this isn't working. Yeah. Um, and he would tell me about, he would talk to me. He's like, oh, you claim to be such an open hearted person and such a caring person. But yet, you know, I would do this for you. If you were homeless, mm. if you were jobless, I would look after you. Or yeah. if you're so caring, why can't you be caring for me? Yeah. So, so just really gaslight you. Yeah. 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 Completely, yeah. utterly, completely, utterly gaslight me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also so, it's then it's that like um, putting it back on you because then the immediate thing for you is like, oh shit, I do consider myself a caring, loving person. So I must be doing the wrong thing. Okay. I'll try a bit harder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that, and you do, you really like, 
you kind of get really introspective about yourself and you're like, oh, actually, yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm only caring when it's convenient for me or maybe I'm only this, maybe I'm only that. So I'm going to stick with this and I'm going to, you know, every everything that goes right for this person, I'm going to celebrate because we've, we've come there together. Mm. And so, And so in February in 2020, I came home from just a regular day the, the night before I was actually at Ronald McDonald house volunteering. And so mm. what happens is I go there after work, I stay there the night and then from the morning I go to work. So yeah. I stayed there the night, went to work, went to gym, did my normal life. Yeah. Come home, super busy, you know, throwing off clothes, trying to get dinner ready. And I come home and my ex-partner's sitting on the, on the couch. He looks devastated, like distraught. And I kind of look at him and I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong? I hadn't heard from him all day, which wasn't, you know, unusual, but, yeah. um, you know, I kind of, I was busy as well. So I didn't really interest like, yeah, but, it as um, much. exactly. So I come mm. home and he goes, I have something to tell you. And I, I actually just thought he lost another job. Yeah. Okay. And so I was like, you know, preparing him, preparing myself to be like, okay, that's okay. We've got through seven other job losses before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get <laughs> through another one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's actually no, no exaggeration there, Kieran. Seven had been jobs. Seven other job losses before. Wow. And I was, um, I'm like, okay, well, choppy chop, you know, I've got shit to do. Come with me to that, come to the bedroom. I'm going to have a shower. I'm going to make dinner. I'm going to make a dinner, that kind of stuff. So I, you know, stripped off, got naked, was about to head in the shower. And he goes, no, you need to stop. I need to tell you something. And I said, oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. And he, he said, today the AFP has come to our house and they have arrested me and charged me for being in the possession of having child abuse material. Oh, my God. And I just, I just looked at him and I actually... The first thing I did was I did like I have in the, in the previous kind of things. Oh my God, that's, I'm really sorry for you. That's a really difficult position. I'm sure that was really scary when they come bashing through. Oh my God. Yeah. And I kind of was just like, oh my God. And I was like, look, I'm just going to, I'm just going to need a moment. And I just went and hopped in the shower and I turned on the shower and then I've never had a brain switch so quickly. And I mean, this is, you know, squirmy warning, but I just, stood there and I just vomited violently in the shower oh because I was like you suddenly was hit you what he'd actually said I was inconsolable I was crying yeah. my eyes out I was losing my mind oh anyway my so I come out and he was still sitting there staring at the ground and I was just like the best I can describe it is Jekyll and Hyde yeah and I just looked at him and I was like what about those kids like, what have you done? Yeah. What about those kids? And I, like, I was just, I was like, what about those children that was in those photos? And he said, well, there was only two photos and the children were underage. Like they were, they, they could have been age or they could have been teenagers, but they were underage. And I said, this doesn't fucking matter. matter. No. I said, I said, he's like, it was only two photos. And I said, I, and I screamed at him. I was like, zero photos are the exact amount of photos you should have on this subject matter. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so he just sat there and I just screamed to me, get out, get out of my house. Anyway, so he left and I went to friends and things like that. And I just wanted to, I I guess for a bit of a moment here, Kieran, just give a bit of a plug to an organisation that I got in touch with from an hour, from where to go, from him telling me to me being on the phone, to the organisation called Partner Speak. Yeah. Um, so some people might have, might have seen me post kind of some stuff about them already, but they're an organization actually that are mostly volunteer, um, run yeah. and they run, they run from this exact purpose. Yeah. So they're, they're run to support women 
in my position where their yeah. intimate partner has been found with either child abuse material or has been um, found guilty of abusing a child. Yeah. And I don't think I can point to an organisation so much that I wish didn't existed. Oh, it was, yeah. it, and it's, it's run, it's run from a perspective of people who have been there. So you're talking to women who have had this lived experience yeah. and I, I cannot tell you how invaluable that has been for me yeah. to have that, yeah. to actually have the people because I've you just don't so even, you wouldn't even know that something like that existed because you just don't expect that to happen to you. No, no, you wouldn't. Right. And it was just, it was just so happy that my quick Googling, yeah, like sort of brought that up. So I sort of got to talk to someone straight away yeah. and not that, not that I knew it was going to be okay from that moment on, but it was like, oh fuck, like I'm, I'm so grateful you exist, but I'm so sorry you exist. Yeah. This is my, re this is my reality, but also like, thank you so much, like for being available for me. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, we kind God. of, I told him to get out. I went to Sydney that weekend to get some separation, to get away from him and hang out with my best friend. Yeah. And then um, obviously I decided that we were over. We were, yeah. we were dumped and all yeah. coming back from that. And I sent a message because I, I know I'd been manipulated before back into a relationship. And I just wanted him to know that this is, this is over. That's we're, not, we're not talking about, we're not talking about getting back together. No. And I put a post out in like in joint with my ex on, on Facebook just to say we'd broken up yeah. and that we would be, we'd be friends, but we couldn't be together anymore. Yeah. And kind of the reason why we did that is because I still wanted to protect him. I still yeah. wanted to, I like, I still wanted to, you know, make sure that he was okay. There was a part of um, me that still like cared about that broken child in himself. Absolutely. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, I mean, that all pretty went to, sh that went shit to shit pretty quickly because yeah. about two, two weeks later, I went away with another friend of ours who was, who was a mutual friend and we got talking and she said, oh, you know, your ex-partner mentioned that you broke up because you cheated on him. <laughs> and I think my head exploded. Like I've actually never been that angry that quickly. Yeah, yeah. And like my best friend was there and she was ropeable. Like, my she... blood is boiling and I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't even a part of it just to know the underlying truth of the matter. And then for him to actually say that he could have just exactly. said you've broken up and yep. a story. Yeah. Yep. And this wasn't just one friend. He told several other friends that I cheated on him, that I was manipulative, that I abandoned him in his hour of need. Oh, um, and I was like, well, fuck you. Yeah. So absolutely. I began to tell, I began to tell the people who were really close. So on, on that night, I rang up my three best friends and yeah. I told them, I told them what had happened. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not telling anyone else. Yeah. Because I'm so scared that people will think that I have condoned this behavior. Yeah. And that's still a part of you being manipulated is that you're like, you've already had to feel that that he's like gone and lied about that so what else is he going to lie about now as well to put you in a in a negative light yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely where like this guy has fucking shit on his computer that no one should have on their computer and yet you're still feeling like i can't say anything because like he's the victim absolutely yeah. absolutely and so um, I sort of, sort of after that, I was like, well, you know what, fuck you. You know, yeah. I'm going to, I mean, I obviously, I didn't spread the, I didn't, you know, get a sky ride and write it in the sky. No, no, yeah. But you, you told your close, your close community, I suppose. I told my close community, friends. exactly. Yeah. And that community included the strongman community. Yeah. Um, and that was because, like, it kind of broke my heart every time I would see them interact on Instagram or mm. Facebook and, mm. and that kind of thing. Mm. And I, 
I had people with kids, people that have been like, you should come stay. I was like, you actually need to Don't know do this. That. Yeah. 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 You need to know this. So yeah. sort of from that, um, Q massive mental breakdown Q. I lost <sighs> about 15, 10, 15 kilos in a month. Oh, um, oh. yeah. And probably a little bit of a trigger warning on this one. I was suicidal and I was contemplating suicide and I was, the only thing that stopped me was who's going to find me, who's going to, oh, who's going to find me. So, yeah. yeah. It's usually, and, it's usually the thing that does, um, like I've done a podcast episode on suicide and being suicidal yeah. and it is, it's so, um, when you're in that dark space, it is the hardest thing because you're like the only, it seems like the only thought that really actually comes into your mind to stop you is like, yeah, who's going to find me or like, how long for me, it was like, how long is it going to be that I'll be, you know, not found and my dog's going to be in the house on his own. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, absolutely. Who's going to feed my dog if no one finds me? Like, you know, yeah. and it's like, you know, I always know that he's going to be looked after if, if anything ever did happen to me. But like that, that was the thing that actually stopped me was like thinking about my dog. Like, and, and that's a super important thing. And I think that's, I mean, you're right there, Karen, in terms of the, the, the people and the pets and the things you love in your life. I mean, ultimately that was, that was the reason because I yeah. couldn't think of any person who I'd want to wish that on. Yeah. But so I became medicated and I kind of, you know, COVID happened and, um, you know, that, that would have its own challenges in terms of being yeah. able to see people and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then he started to go to court. Yeah. So I would get, I had, I had cut ties with him after a massive, a massive um, blowout actually. I rang him up and I told him, I, I actually had a meeting with him first and I said, look, you need to tell people that you need to stop telling people that I cheated on you. Yeah. Um, because it's not the truth. No. And his first, his first response was to, oh, well, they shouldn't have passed it on to you. Like, oh, I beg your pardon? Sorry, like what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I beg your pardon? Like, you no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have told people that. You shouldn't have lied. Um, like, why yeah. are you lying when, like, the truth is the truth? Like, why do you need to cover it up just to make yourself feel better? Exactly. Like, what? And then, so, when I started telling people and he, like, he started to... Um, people started to message him because he yeah. was taking no accountability. Yeah. Not only was he continuing his business, he was, he had a, a big TikTok following, which I kind of think is largely disturbing because of the, the demographics of TikTok are largely children. Yeah. It, it became even more disturbing when he talked about, um, you know, kink and, and that kind of thing. When you think about what he'd been charged with. Yeah. Um, and anyway, he sent me a message saying, stop fucking telling people um, this isn't any of your fucking business. <laughs> and wow, so, okay, yeah. no worries. I just wasted three years of my life and yeah. you've also had the police come to my house, but it's fine. It's none of my business. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that times a thousand rage points, scary, yeah, yeah. my exact response. So I got straight on the blow to him and I just let rip. And I was just like, what do you fucking mean? He's like, oh, well, I've had people calling me. And I was like, they are trying to hold you accountable. Yeah. Like they're trying to hold you accountable for what you've done. Yeah. Anyway, so we had this we've cut, we had this big massive blow up and and in that kind of blow up was a couple of hateful text messages sent to and from and yeah. including I am part of the burlesque community as well. So I told told them he, he was supposed to be a part of the show and he sent me a message saying like they said oh you know you can't be part of this show anymore mm-hmm. we don't want you part of this community yeah which is completely fair yeah. and he sent me a message saying thanks for ruining the best thing that I had 
thanks for ruining what I thought we had. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like it's so that's just, it's so crazy how they just do not do not take accountability for like the fact that you're a shitty person, like you've done the shittiest thing, all the things that he's put you through. But no, it's still your fault. Like you're still yeah. you're still the one who's causing the problems. It's like mate all these problems in your life that have happened what's the fucking common denominator mm. you can't. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> and actually a, a good a good friend of mine we talked we were talking about this the other day and they talked about you know your childhood trauma you like you're not responsible when you're a child you're supposed to be looked up by your parents when you're carers and you're not responsible for that but when you're an adult you are then responsible are. for looking yeah. after your your mental health and your yeah. your psychological and the health. way and that, that you actually, and the way that you treat people, like just because you've gone through a terrible time, it doesn't mean that you get to treat somebody poorly because you've had a shit time. Like if you can't treat somebody right, don't get in a relationship. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Just, just keep to yourself, do your own thing. Don't implicate other people in your shit because you haven't dealt with your fucking stuff. Like deal with your shit and then, you know, be in a relationship. But don't bring somebody in in the hope that they're going to fucking fix all your problems when you know that you've got all these problems. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Exactly. Like, it's just like, oh, you just, it's, and, but the thing is, it's so common. And this is why we have such an issue with toxic relationships because most people who are traumatized or who do have issues haven't dealt with them. And then they are like, well, I'm going to still try and live a normal life. But it's like, you have to sit back and actually look at the fact that you're implicating somebody else's reality, you're implicating somebody else's future, you're implicating somebody else's emotions. Like, relationships aren't supposed to be like that and you, you know if you can't deal with your stuff why bring somebody else into the mix to inflict exactly. your shit onto them like yeah. because you then had a breakdown you've then gone through suicidal thoughts you could have easily done something we could have lost you which would have just been heartbreaking i know to all the people who love and care about you and like i just think like fuck you can't <laughs> like, exactly exactly yeah, yeah. Just take some accountability and actually recognize that you've done a shitty fucking thing. Like you, you, if the minute, you know what, for most people, it's like, if you can actually take accountability, like I think for most of those, those people who are, I would probably say like narcissistic, a little bit sociopathic, like it's really hard because I just don't think that they ever will be able to take accountability. Mm. And I believe that, um, I, I think any time in my life when I actually have sat back and gone, do you know what? I really fucked up here. Like this is bad and I'm sorry. And I, you actually get so much more from it and you can actually grow so much more as a person from taking accountability for your actions. Yeah. Yep. And that's probably a pretty good segue, Karen, into like the kind of fast forward. So it became abundantly clear that it wasn't only two photos, only two photos. I was going to say, but there's no way there was ever only two photos. You don't get arrested for two photos. There was obviously, yeah. Exactly. So I found out a couple of months later in October, um, it was actually a mega file of 6,000 images and photos of which he kept 137 and which he viewed 13 of them on a regular basis. Wow. Um, again, this is a content warning. Two of those, um, those included snuff films of children below the age of 12. Jesus. Um, so it, it's... Tell me what I, 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 I may not put it in, but what is a snuff film? A snuff film is where they murder someone on film. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. So he had two of those videos where he watched two 10-year-old and 12-year-old girl get raped and murdered, and he watched them repeatedly. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
yeah it's kind of it's it's hard to kind of be like my like these these like the the, the thing we want, I want to talk about accountability here Karen is he has never once shown remorse for what he's done he's never once said I'm sorry and I feel sorry for those children no he oh his criminal defense was that he lost he lost friends because of what what he did he lost his business because of what he did he lost his reputation but he never those, showed any remorse for what he was no, those young women that were murdered, they lost their lives. The ones that weren't murdered, they've lost their future. You think they're going to have a normal life? They are not. No. But you show no remorse. No. So, and this is the thing. I said to him, and this was when I first, when he first told me that it was two photos, I said, why didn't you come to me? Why didn't you come to me? We could have taken this to police. We could have done something about this. But the, the fact that he couldn't, one, admit that he did something wrong, or two, see how vile he, what he was doing was... was yeah. And the thing is as well, like when you said at the start that it was two photos, I was like, that's clearly he's obviously sat there and thought, okay, when I tell Renee this, I'm going to tell her it was two photos yeah. because that makes me sound better because mm -hmm. it's only two photos. Yeah. Then to find out he had 6,000. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And so straight away, it's like, he's just trying to make himself look like the better person. Well, like, right. Exactly. And, and not only that, so we talked about accountability and bringing your shit. So he had just broken up with me and three weeks later, he has got a new girlfriend. Oh my God. Um, which I don't know, like I, there's something like, I feel, I feel for her and I want to, yeah. you know, but also I don't know, I don't want to be again, no, that crazy bitch that kind of reaches out. But I, again, that's beside the point. I kind of want to talk about more about the, the, the importance of community and relationships in your life. And how you got, so that's what I, I guess that's, yeah, segueing into that. Like, how yeah. the fuck did you get through this? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I have probably learned more about Australia's legal system than I've ever cared to know for. Um, yeah. I have, I have learned more about the inclinations of people who do this than I've ever wanted to know. Um, but I think, the things that I've really benefited taking out of this has been, there has been a lot of people that have, when they found out they've come to me and they've shared with me, their either their own personal story or someone that they've known of, unfortunately, when they've been abused. Mm. Um, and it's, it's something, it's something shitty, but it's something like, it's something so interpersonal to sit in a moment and share that moment with someone yeah. and talk about nothing. Talk about how fucked it is and how unfair yeah. it is. Yeah, and knowing yeah. and knowing you can't fix that problem, no. but just being like, well, this is a fucking shit show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think like that shared experience as well, it's like that's why I do this podcast because like sharing on the podcast, it's like the amount of people that have reached out and been like, man, like I didn't even realise that that was something I was even struggling with until I've heard it, you know, be spoken about by other people and realise that actually I'm not alone and I'm in a shared experience with someone. And it, yeah, you know, absolutely. It, just, it does give that bit of validation to what is a really fucking terrible situation. Like I just, when you said it to me in the message, I was like, what? Like, and you, because like, I just look at you and I think you're so beautiful and you wear flowers in your hair and you know, <laughs> you love like, your burlesque dancing and you love strong woman and you like you you pride yourself on being a woman and in your fullness of being a woman like you we will talk about like you're you're part of the nudist community and like um and I think like you pride yourself in being a woman and I just was like when you said it I was like you like of all the you know and you just don't you don't expect it mm. so it could happen to anyone and anyone listening to this might have had an experience and relate to this and it's just like yeah that's why i guess yeah. I, I do it yeah 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And also just like with shared experience, I know I've walked out of some relationships and I felt a bit silly, but I felt fucking ignorant and naive and stupid and stuff walking out of this relationship. But my community, my strong in my community, my Bella's community, um, my family, I don't think I've ever been so close to so many people because there's certain, there's certain things I think that happen in your life that one, give you the bravery to not give a fuck anymore and to share whatever you want to share and say whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, And I think that kind of suicidal contemplation is one of those things, but also when something big and fucked and dramatic happens in your life, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, there, there was definitely some challenging questions that come when they were posed to me about when I told people what they were that weren't entirely helpful, but were coming from a well-meaning place. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but people have just been like so amazing yeah. with, with helping me sort of sit through that and, and sort of support me and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I guess this is a pretty good segue to go into the community. So going yeah. into the nudist and stuff like that. So Yeah. Because I can see that that's been a huge, like, I can just see how, like, how freeing that must be for you. And when I see that and I know your background and what's happened, I'm like, girl, like, I'm just like, that's obviously just feeling the most free and you're just in that, that place. And you love like, so how, tell me like, how did that come about? Yeah, absolutely. So it actually happened like, like, a long time ago, like I had a boyfriend that would kind of, um, uh, he, we're in, uh, Barcelona yeah. and we're like oh the people aren't wearing clothes on that beach Do you want to take clothes? <laughs> and so it kind of just happened like that and like yeah. I from from the moment it was it was love at first sight like to actually have that freedom and that yeah. confidence and it's a similar kind of thing that I that I like about strongman and burlesque is actually having the bravery to just do something and realizing that not everyone can do that yeah um and just you know, I say to anyone, swimming without any clothes on will change your fucking life. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that kind of thing. But I guess like with the with the nudity community, I I'm sort of I'm part of what's called Get Naked Australia. Yeah. And it's a fantastic community that's being grown and supported um by Brendan, who is the co he's the founder of Get Naked Australia. Yeah. And it's just this amazing collection of people who have this one thing in common is that they like to get moody nudie. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> the conversations you have with someone when your clothes are off, like it's kind of like you remove all that context, you remove all that ability to hide away, you move all that kind of stuff. And you have some big fucking conversations yeah. with people you've known yeah. for five minutes, which has been amazing. Yeah. Well, I guess um, because you, you're naked, so it's like you, you obviously, we're not, we're not going to talk about the fact that you're naked right now. So what are we going to talk about? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's kind yeah. of, and, and for those listening who can't see, I am wearing clothes. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. I thought you were going to just come on. <laughs> well, it is, it's a bit chilly in camera. It is a bit yeah, chilly in camera. Yeah, um, yeah same, but- same. That's why I'm wearing clothes. <laughs> But, but that's the thing too, and, and it's kind of similar to what I really enjoy about strong women. It's that body positive element. Yeah. Nobody, when you when you naked, all of yourself, like all of the oh my god, what if what if nobody wants to see that? That's all in you. Nobody, yeah, I've never looked at a body and been like, oh gosh, yeah. keep your clothes on. Yeah, it's just been, yeah. how fucking good is this? Yeah. And it's also what I found particularly with doing nudity and nude yoga particularly is getting getting comfortable with seeing your body not posed like i know with me it's all selfies it's always up down it's always kind of you know you never get to see the the roles that maybe you've you've deemed unacceptable or you know your your belly sitting on your thighs or something like that but actually 
doing a bit of movement when you're naked and getting used to that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's fucking good. Yeah. It's real good. It feels yeah. real good. Yeah. And I imagine like, and I've noticed because obviously you've gone, have you always been um, with Get Naked or is that a new thing? No, no, no. Always have, always have. Always we get started naked, to yeah. do more cool stuff together. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Because yeah. I've noticed like, and I, I guess, yeah, like it, it looks like, just the most liberating experience. And like you guys yeah. recently went to um, Darwin. Yeah, so we, yeah. Did, a trip, we did a trip in AT yeah. with um, Staggering Adventures. I uh, looked them up, they were absolutely amazing. Amazing, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just so fun. Like that was kind yeah. of the, the first cab off the ranks. Cause obviously, um, you know, not all, everyone is like uh, nerdy Rudy on Instagram. So you have yeah. to kind of, you know, pick the people that are, you know, happy to have their face happy and, and have, that kind yeah. of stuff out there, yeah. which is great. And, and yeah. that's, that's, and it's respectful of everyone. It's definitely. not like, why don't you want to do this or why do you do this? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Which is really good. And yeah. I kind of think, I mean, I've I've changed a little bit of my persona, like my, my kind of my Instagram stuff, particularly yeah. as I walked it down a fair bit, just because I was a bit over dealing with creeps. And yeah, took, of course. It took up quite a bit of my time, so yeah. um, I kind of have locked it down now. But um, yeah. it's definitely like like we were all friends on like Instagram and chatting and stuff like that before you meet people, and it's kind yeah. of one of those exciting things where you do see some of the benefits of social media, having this yeah. social media movement, like Get Naked Australia, yeah. and then actually bringing people together. Together, yeah, definitely. And I can understand, especially with social media, because, I mean, the, the nudist community as such has been around forever. Um, but now with social media, it's like if you're posting a nudie photo, it's like, well, obviously you want me to talk to you or inbox mm, you or something. I was like, yeah. I fucking don't. Like, I'm yeah. literally, this is me being liberated, being in my body, being in my skin, having an amazing time with these amazing people. No, I don't want to talk to you. And I don't, and especially because of what you've experienced, you'd probably be a lot more, I don't know. I don't know whether you would be, but maybe triggered um, mm. by weird people coming in and kind of being creepy. So it's yes, like, I don't yeah, need yeah. any more creepy in my life. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've had my lifetime full. I I've will had not. my life's share and I don't need any more of it. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that just general entitlement and the sexualization of a, oh. of a female body, particularly, um, yeah. and you're right. Like people just feel entitled. Oh, well, mm. you shouldn't put it out there if you don't want it. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's actually how rape culture exists and how it's bred and how proliferates is expecting just because someone does that means that they deserve to be harassed or raped yeah, or touched yeah, or things like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I think there's like the community itself and you're right. It's been along for a long time and yeah. get naked Australia is really sort of bringing it forward because it, it's kind of seen as like, you know, if, I, if anyone's seen Euro trip, yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of old man kind of demographic, but you know, everyone is like, you know, if they're not young in body, they're young in spirit, which is yeah. such a great, great mentality to, to have. So good. Yeah. yeah. And but I think in some ways too, I don't know if this is correct, but I would probably imagine that, um, you know, being naked, it kind of almost takes, when you're naked with other people, it takes away the sexualization of it. Like if you were naked in a group of people that weren't naked, then you would be the naked person, right? So everyone's yeah. like, oh my God, she's naked. It's like if someone like, someone was just telling me the other day a story about, um, they were talking about nipple piercings and the chick got her, just said, oh, well, let's have a look. And she got her boob out and all yeah. the guys were like, Whoa, like, you know, because <laughs> she's the naked girl. She's the only one there. But if everyone had their tits out, like, no one's going to get it. Like, because yeah. it's just like you're all doing it together. Whereas it's like, it's this, yeah, it's, it becomes more sexualized when it's like an individual thing. So I can imagine that it would be actually more like the, the whole sex side of, you know, that 
is completely taken away when you're all doing it together. Exactly, exactly. You know, like and I mean, having a perv on each other and being like, oh, oh look at that. Like, you know, it's just yeah, like, well, exactly. that, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's obviously interests. Like, you have eyes. Yeah. You go, oh. Huh. Interesting. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, like I, I say, I say there's a couple of like this general rule. I feel like I'm mostly men come and goes, what if I get an erection? Well, don't touch it and walk away till it goes away. Then come back in. Then come back. And, yeah, okay. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, look, but don't stare. Stare yes. is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. yeah. So that's that kind funny. of stuff. So yeah. that's, that's been really helpful in terms of um, just a couple of things, like particularly like last year kind of, um, doing fuck all with strong men so not being able to do anything and then yeah. you know life and career changing so i can't really change that much obviously it, yeah. it does different things to your body yeah. so actually being able to sit and see your body change and see it as a just a moment in time and a transition to something else instead of you know oh you know i'm not as i'm not as thin as when i was competing and, and all that kind of stuff and all yeah. that negativity yeah 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 but also have people who don't know you from certain communities and yeah. like you know who don't like you know nudist people kind of they it's almost like a it's literally a fresh start because you're not wearing yeah anything. yeah like, and, and get to tell your story again yeah which is, it's, it's really nice and get to hear their story for the yeah first time that's and, so cool and i i can i i'd imagine like um even you know for you like it would be um having gone through what I, what you explained earlier was what I would, you know, call going into that like place of really being ashamed because you felt that, um, you know, you were stupid, you were naive, you were ignorant, you were the, all these things. And that has an impact on obviously how we see ourselves um, and our, not just our, our mental, like we're telling ourselves I'm these, you know, these person personality traits um but that i'm also you, you can't help it if you're talking to yourself like that feel pretty shit about you, how you look as well absolutely absolutely yeah. and the the horrible horrible thing about like what has happened with me with my ex-partner accessing children material is is you kind of look at yourself and not the first thing oh. but definitely some of the things is like what's wrong with me yeah like what what's what's am i not enough am i not sexy enough am i too old am i you know yeah. I, I mean they, they're definitely not your first thoughts but they're the ones that keep you up at night i can't and, imagine you know, i can't even imagine what you would have gone yeah. through because like even me like i'm a very like my, i'm very empathetic so it's like for me i'm like literally listening to you and thinking to myself oh my god like when you actually told that story like i welled up because i'm like i feel like if that ever happened to me like how I would process it and what I would feel about myself and yeah. yeah I just can't imagine and your brain because it's trying to process such a traumatic experience it's like the, sh the shock you would have just gone into shocks and your brain's trying to like help you deal with that and yeah. then all those thoughts come flooding in and it's like none of them are true he's yeah. the problem yeah. you're not the problem um mm. but you can't help but obviously try and process all of those things of like what the hell's happened this guy lived yeah. in my home like yeah under my roof under, under my roof. internet yeah 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 um but but that's the thing and i think again it, it tags back to community so having those people in your life and Haley is definitely one of those people mm. that i would say shit or she would pick on, on something and she would say this is not your shame no. this is his shame it's do his not shame. take this on yeah and yeah. just having those conversations and having those people who 
you know, I feel like a, a lot of the part is when I broke up with my ex, you know, when it all went mm. to shit, mm. so many people were like, oh, I fucking hated that guy. You could have done so much better. You could have done this. Well, it's funny because I was like, I, I was always like, well, why didn't you tell me? And it was yeah. kind of a conversation of what you're saying here. And it's like, oh, well, we saw you as like this, this confident person. We kind of figured yeah. that if you, you had your shit together and you would know something like that. So I, I guess that's something else that I'd like to share is if you notice that with your friend, like there's got to be a delicate way of bringing it up and, and kind of, it doesn't even have to be, you know, this guy's a cunt. Yeah. It could be like, oh, uh, it seems funny that he would have said that to you or, mm. you know, and I did mm. have those people in my life. I had, you know, I had my best friends. I had Haley. I had, you know, a couple other people. But you're right. When you're in an abusive and a manipulative relationship, you, you, you just don't trust. You mm. don't actually you don't trust, trust your own judgment. No, you don't trust your Not own judgment anymore. No. Um, so, so that was kind of... Um, a big thing and also just mm. you know holding on to like you've lost your judgment you've lost all your trust mm. having the ability to actually trust a man again which it, it was it was yeah it was, it was actually really hard and i can i can honestly say i'm probably not all the way there like i have some amazing people and some amazing women and some amazing men in my life but yeah just new people, which meant that when I started dating, um, it was a shit show. Um, so let's let me, let's talk about that because that's a great um, yeah great um, segue into your new relationship. So you yeah. have met Jimmy. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So um, he is just the biggest sweetheart, and I mm. would I I think I've just I, I mean I kind of I went through a series, and I'm a very proud bisexual woman, um, and I kind of. I, I dated around and I got to date a lot of like a, a lot of lovely, wonderful women. Yeah. Um, and I got to have a big lot of laughable moments with friends with the amount of men that I dated as well. Yeah. Um, but Jimmy, he just, he was a game changer. And like yeah. for a couple of, for a couple of different reasons is mm. like, I still have a lot of trauma about what mm -hmm. has happened. This, mm -hmm. this trauma, um, you know, exhibits itself as I'll wake up in the middle of the night crying and screaming and still shaking and oh and that kind of thing it kind of it i i still i ask him what are you looking at who you're messaging that kind of stuff i was never that yeah. person before before but yeah part, part of myself is i should have i should have known what i was doing because i mm. could have looked at his computer or i should have asked or i should have done something i could have stopped this mm. the guilt that's wrapped up in that and that mm. unfortunately manifests onto jimmy yeah um, but but also like fuck it's nice having a partnership like it's having oh yeah but their shit together and yeah. I don't I don't I don't look at him and I don't have to look at him like I'm gonna fix him because no, he's, he's just fine. Yeah. 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 I, and I, I've just kind of gone into it and said, well there's gonna be things that you do that shit me and there's gonna be things you do that shit me too much. And I've yeah. got to decide if the things that you do shit me too much and what what's gonna happen there. Mm, but mm. but it's just I, been I think one part of going through trauma and yours is extremely different to my own. Um but I'd always say like trauma is trauma, you know, like when it it's it's is going to present Absolutely. itself in different ways and it's going to create those trust issues and i know for myself going into a new relationship um i i had a lot of trust issues from because of my previous relationship and um and they, i didn't know what they were going to be until i was trying to be in a new relationship so yep. i actually didn't date for ages i completely mm. shut myself off i was like if i can't meet someone in real life i don't want it um i don't yep. want to know i'm not going on dating sites i was like leave me the fuck alone because i was so i was actually so traumatized by my ex that um yeah, I really struggled to even want anybody in my space because I was so scared of being hurt like that again. And um, yeah. 
I yeah, it was really hard to go into a new thing. And and but the the best thing about it is that um, I am so much more aware now of like is this working? Like, because mm-hmm. I actually, if it's not benefiting my life and it's not actually bringing something good or adding value to my life, I will be out <laughs> as quickly yeah. as I got in. Um, so Absolutely. yeah, kind of like I think about like the mental load that I used to carry with my ex about him constantly losing his job and how I was going to pay for things and how I have to support him this week and that kind of stuff. And I think about how that's removed now and how I can focus on my career, how I can have better relationships and connections. And I don't necessarily think like you mentioned before, Karen, about people who add to your life. I think like definitely when you hit, when you hit your thirties, you look at all your relationships like that. So you look at your friends and your family and, and you kind of like, yeah, you kind of like, am I adding to your life? Is this reciprocal? Are you adding to my life? Yes. Um, and you, you kind of like clip things and set boundaries a little bit more where you're like, you know yeah. what, this is actually, this relationship has kind of become draining. I don't think I'm even a benefit to you anymore. So maybe we just, you know, you say acquaintances, but it's not necessarily as intertwined or enmeshed as it might've been in the past. And that's definitely, Absolutely. I've definitely noticed that as I've got into my thirties that I've slowly started to just, my circles got more intimate yeah. And like, and that safe space is goddamn watertight. Like, you know, those people oh, yeah. look like, you know, that they can, <laughs> yes, they can come, you can come to them with anything. Yeah, like, so yeah. that's, that's, that's really important. And that's a kind of, I think about what's got me to where I am and, yeah. and the yeah. support and, and that kind of thing. That's so amazing. And I'm so proud of you too, because like you say, you've actually been able to take away some of the stresses and um, being in this new relationship um, with Jimmy that you have actually, um, got a new job now so you've gone into the private sector you were saying yeah 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 so that that's been that's been awesome it's been a big difference to previously I was working in the government and, and obviously that kind of eats in your time a little bit so yeah. I can't hit the gym all that often and and so you know moving into the new stage of your kind of life and um you know saying goodbye with well you know maybe not goodbye but see you later at least you know yeah. still like to get under a yoke every now and then yeah but, of course um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but that kind of thing and actually, yeah. you know, but, and still, I think it's a big kind of, I think the 2020 was a big tester for, um, the strongman community oh, uh, when, there was, when there was no events and yeah. there was no training, can mm-hmm. you still hold the conversation with someone? Yeah, um, and I think, <laughs> I think when you can kind of go, Oh, turns out our relationship was entirely based on how many reps we could do. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Isn't it funny? Who, yeah. <laughs> the people funny. who, the people who are here now with me, like they yeah. are big, valuable members of my yeah. life and my community. Yeah. So, that's yeah. so amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty much what I talked about on my last podcast with Dakota was we were talking about, you know, when we get to a point of like, who am I as a strong woman? Like I need to start watering some of my other plants because, you know, you yeah. put so much into that one thing and then you look back and you go, oh my God, I haven't been nurturing this thing or that thing or this yeah. relationship. And then you're like, oh shit. Like, and you know, your identity can be so tied up in that. So it's really hard to then break away yeah. from who am I if I'm not a strong woman? And we're still exactly. strong women. We're just yeah. maturing and getting older. And it's just not possible to do that the way that we used to. And I think you're right. Yeah. COVID was really a test for the community. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I'm so proud of you. 
I really am. Like, and thank you so much for talking to me because no I can't imagine I'm still am in shock. <laughs> um, even hearing the whole side of the story is like, I just cannot imagine what you must have gone through and how you must have felt and to see you now and to see you just thriving. And I'm yeah. sure that there's still stuff that you're going through and thank God for support and for organizations that help us for therapy for all of those things that help us get through these tough times in life um yep. thank 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 someone <laughs> thank, thank whoever you want to thank whatever you pray to you thank them because um my god girl you've been through a tough time and um i'm so honestly like my heart is full just seeing you thriving and happy Thank you. And thank you so much for making space for me and, and allowing me to tell my side of the story and, and being so empathetic and for putting out, like for putting out your podcast and talking about those, those big topics and, and yeah, making, making people feel maybe not so alone in what they thought they were alone in. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, I think on that note, we've pretty much gone through it all like, and I'm glad that it's, Ended on a high and happy note. And, um, I think it just, yeah, like it flowed so well because um, you can sit and talk about the dark stuff for so long, um, but eventually yep. you have to get out of it, you know. Like we can't, sometimes yep. like when you're in that, and I'll just say, um, you know, on a sort of closing note, that when you're in a really dark space, it can be really addictive um, because it can be quite addictive because you just want to feel shit. And it's, you get so comfortable feeling shit and then you, you it's so much harder to break out of that. And eventually you have to go, do you know what? I'm tired of being the victim now. I'm ready to get going and do life and be present in my life now because I'm actually, you, you just, you do you get exhausted, but it can be such an addictive thing to feel pain and to be sad all the time. Um, and to break out of that is, is very difficult. So that's where, you know, having friends, having a community, having therapy, um, having those organizations is so helpful and why I really do push therapy um because i'm like you just it's you can be free and as much as like those little things will still affect you and we'll always have those bits of trauma we learn how to accept them into our life as a part of our life but not to live in that moment all the time mm. absolutely absolutely yeah good good note good note Thank to end you. on <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you so much. I, I, oh. I um, Jimmy was worried that me talking about it would be somewhat triggering, but I, yeah. I, I kind of feel like it's, it's a little bit cathartic, cathartic. in terms yeah. of, yeah, because it, yeah. it kind of like, you know, I, I kind of feel like my, um, I kind of feel like there, I, I was so silent and, and purposely silent for such a long time. Yeah. Um, because you can't, you can't really con convey emotion or, no. you know, even though the emotion was just like, ah. Yeah. And it's funny because we talk about things later on. And like you said at the start, you know, we sometimes we're a bit jovial and laugh about it. Like even my suicide podcast. And I, I made the statement that, you know, we laugh about it now, but in those times we're not laughing about it. We're laughing about it because we're out of it and can yeah. look at ourselves almost like looking down on ourselves going, holy shit. Like yeah. I was in that and like, then to go, wow, look at us now. Um, yeah. that's exactly. That, we fucking made it. We We're fucking made I should, it. I'm proud of you. Good on Boom. us. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for us. We, yeah, guys, honestly, thank you. Thank you so much, Renee. And thank you so much to everyone who's listening to the podcast, who's tuning in. Um, if you do have a subject that you want to talk about, um, 
the police hit me up and we will get you on and have a chat. I'm loving the Zoom thing now because I can talk to anyone, anytime, anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But thank you once again. And I really, I hope this gets, um, I just hope this helps somebody out there because you're so brave and you're so beautiful. And I just wish you all the very best. Thank you.